Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm excited. Uh, yeah, this is our first, uh, this is actually our first podcast of 2019. Ooh, and happy we have, and uh, yeah, yeah, and we have a great guest. We got guest. a guest to kick it off. A uh, man who makes some of the best food in Chicago. Yeah, what, what what do you, like, how do we how do we start this? Like, Well, what, we what, frame what, it by saying your... we're talking to a marvelous chef, yeah. uh, Michael Simmons from Cafe Marie-Jean. And we and were potentially little... has the best burger in the in the city. You know what? You think? I think I, so. Yeah. Okay. okay. You know, a yeah. lot of people are always, I, you know, telling me a uh, uh, cheval, but I honestly prefer the Marie Jean burger to oh cheval. Dude, yeah. That's right. You heard it here first. That, I expect the hate mail. I expect the brick bats. I feel like that's you guys a hot take. I feel like you got me in here, and you're just saying all of these things to me. <laughs> no, but because no, it's they're the true. Truth. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's the absolute truth. Um, I don't is. get to eat a lot of burgers. You know, I had a quadruple bypass four years ago. And is that a type of burger? No, no, that's a <laughs> it's a, a heart quadruple sh- bypass with cheese. Yeah, I can have a quadruple <laughs> bypass with cheese, extra pickles, maybe some uh, extra bacon jam. <laughs> no, um, I had the operation that the surgeons refer to as the widow maker. Oh, which, yeah. Uh, mm. So. I'm very limited as to how much red meat I can have. And, you know, you've been great. Every time I've come in, I've said, you know, I don't, I can't have the tomato jam or the bacon jam. Just, you know, a medium rare burger with some Dijon mustard and some grilled onions. And I'm the best bread I've ever eaten in my life. Yeah. So about once a month, I'm allowed to eat one of those. Got it. So what I've been doing (laughs) is saving my burger for... Burger night at Marie Jean, which is Thursday night. It's Thursday night. It's Thursday and, night tonight. And you usually run out of them around nine thirty. Yeah. I wanted to go beat the fuck out of a table <laughs> next to us because every one of these remember, assholes had a this. cheeseburger. I went there. I was thinking about it all day. I was thinking, okay, it's burger night at Marie Jean. I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to get my burger. I get one a month. And this if really I'm lucky, this really happy group. Yeah, uh, I whole think, table full of fucking assholes. I think someone. Yeah, I think someone had graduated. I think it was a graduation yeah. thing. And you know they're they're you know they're celebrating this amazing accomplishment, and right across the <laughs> I'm table, I'm mean mugging them. <laughs> I'm mean mugging these motherfuckers. I'm thinking, you know, three or four of you assholes could have stayed home. <laughs> you know, he'd be, in the, he'd be in the middle of his meal, and then he'd look back up at the table and be like, "Motherfucker." <laughs> but the thing is, is that the, the meal I had, the replacement meal, was absolutely wonderful too. I had yeah. the crudity, which oh, yeah. is all the vegetables and. Uh, I had, you know, some fish, which was marvelous. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when you really want a burger, I mean, when you really got your... You can't beat it. You need the, uh, yeah. exactly. that. Yeah. You need Salt that specific protein, beef, you know? And beef fat. Yeah, I can't, again, can't have a lot of sodium or <laughs> yeah. beef fat. But once a month, I can, you know, talk my wife into letting me have a burger. Yeah, good. Well, thanks for putting your life in our hands. Exactly. And I, and by the way, I'm also queer for the baguettes. Oh, yeah. You make the best baguette this side of Paris. Thanks. So um, yeah. now I'm done kissing your ass, yeah. okay? Yeah, um, all right. <laughs> you know? That's fine. There's a baguette in there. There's a burger tell in there. Yeah. Tell, us how exactly. it, tell, it, tell us how it started, man. I mean, I, you were you've obviously <clears throat> been... A chef for a very long time. I'm sure you started in in 
different places, right? Yeah. And I've been a chef now for going on 1,500 years. 1,500 years. It feels years. like. No, I, uh, I've been in Chicago since 97. Where'd okay. you come from? Texas. Amarillo, Texas. Oh, no right kidding. West Texas, the home of tumbleweeds and guy clark man guy clark uh stanley marsh the third yeah if you know who that weirdo is yeah who is that uh he's a he's a colorful character uh he's at the tail end of some oil and barbed wire money yeah okay uh okay. put a big and he push put cadillac, he put cadillac ranch out there he put yeah he put okay. a bunch of cadillacs in the ground he put uh in fact my friend hudson marquez was the artist of record for cadillac ranch yeah. When Bruce Springsteen wow. wanted to use it for the double record, The River, um, they tried to just use it without crediting him or paying him. And, uh, you know, Hudson, you know, called him up and said, you're going to have to pay through the Gullions to use this photo. <laughs> and uh, they did, you know. Good. But, yeah, yeah. And then what he else was- he's got out there? Osmandius on the Plains, which is... A pretty cool sculpture. He was the guy art. who was kind of the sponsor of a collective of art uh, artists called Ant Farm. Yeah, Ant Farm. Yeah, and Hudson later... was a member of that. Jimmy oh, Roach cool. was a member of that. A great many really great American artists Lighten came and out McDuff. of that. Was Lightning McDuff at yeah, Ant Farm? Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. He just passed. Yeah. Yeah, and they were all guys who just did not fit into the regular art world. No. I mean, Texas kind of grows those guys, like Rocky Erickson. And, <laughs> yeah, it's fertile ground you know, for uh, Joey Lee, Butch Hancock, Steve <clears throat> Earle, um, Terry Allen, uh, Terry Allen, Bale Creek Allen, Bucca Allen, uh, Lloyd Baines. Um, there's something in the water that just makes wonderful artists who don't fit into polite society. Yeah, well, they always, Texas is like its own country. I always hear that about yeah. Texas and Hawaii. and They're always threatening to secede, and I think sometimes I, th- I think, you <laughs> yeah. know, that would maybe not be bad for you. Because right now, all of the, the politicians along the border there are, are just telling Trump, look, this wall thing is a pain in the ass. We can't afford it. It's fucked up. Don't do it. Even the Republicans, you know? Yeah, now, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and Screwhead just keeps, we need a bump, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've never wished anybody a more slow, painful death in my life than that prick. We, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. But, Mike, you come from, from Texas to Chicago in 1997. Is yeah. It, is there culture shock for you? or is A it, little bit. Is it love at first sight? Were you what, cold? It was, <laughs> yeah. Sure, it was cold. It was cold. <laughs> yeah. So... So yeah, I got a a long history of a of a CD past, but I got over that, and then I got out. Tell of us about the CD past. Well, uh, <laughs> let's see. Lots of of late nights, lasting weeks. Yeah. Uh, lots of uh, let's see. I about nineteen ninety five. I smoked a joint with some meth on it with these two German guys and a couple of other dudes I know while listening to some ACDC. Where'd you wake up? Uh, <laughs> I woke up in Northeast Amarillo about four years later. Um, and the meth never really stopped. And then sometimes we do a little heroin to get our uh, sleep in. Um, and that's tough because Amarillo has a meth problem for sure. And I got, yeah. you know, and that was the early days of people knowing about that, you know, the mid mid nineties, or at least, you know, as far as I can tell, now it's well, it's on TV. They're 
so soap sounds, operas about it. It sounds like you cleaned up. Cleaned right up. And then I got on a Greyhound bus. And with all this the is stuff a good song, man. You got yeah. meth. You got a Greyhound <laughs> bus. You got West Texas. Fuck you. Be, be, be careful. You wind up a Texas songwriter. It's yeah. It's yeah. So I know nothing about Chicago. I know there's, you know, I know the Bulls. Yeah. I know about deep dish pizza. Yeah. And like Roseanne, and that's yeah. It. <laughs> that's like all I knew. That's awesome. And you so know, I, I got a shout out on the post Roseanne uh, show. Oh yeah. The Connors yeah. la- last night. Yeah, I got a last uh, night. Night the before post, last. Post Roseanne yeah, show. Yeah. The Connors. Yeah. Yeah, the Super little weird. kid in the family goes, I, I I, can maybe, I got chosen for the Art Institute, and I can take a class with Tony Fitzpatrick, and he's amazing. Ah. I thought, wow, I'm, you know, I got, uh, I got a shout out on network television. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> on a very controversial show, what was yeah. once a very controversial yeah. show. Yeah, well, no, you know, I've known John Goodman for like 35 years. Okay. Um, I met him the night I met the Neville brothers because it did an album cover for them. And uh, sounds like a fun night. Yeah, he's a he's a beautiful dude, you know. Um, and back then, uh, wow, you know that man had a capacity, you I'm, know. I'm sure. But um, yeah, I don't. I'm not really sure where the shout out came from, but man, it was a really lovely moment. That's you know? awesome. So that's all you knew about Chicago. <laughs> that's all I knew, and and so I got up here and. Uh, my, my grandmother, my stepdad's mom, I would talk to her on the phone or I'd talk to him on the phone and did you meet Michael Jordan yet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We hang, you know, yeah. no, we're going like golfing tomorrow. <laughs> no, but, yeah. uh, but, uh, so then I moved up here and I didn't know anybody yet and I wanted to live. I had a roommate. She, I knew her from, from Amarillo. I wanted to live in a wicker park cause it seemed really cool that's where all the cool music was from and she was like no that looks gross we're gonna live in i lived in old irving park instead which when you're 20 years old in 1997 is yeah it's like living in, it's, it's like, like living, living in, a living in yeah. bensonville or yes, schomburg yes. you know it's like um yeah yeah i mean you know wicker park was all of the rage back then i mean now you cannot recognize it it no. is yeah. not yeah uh, it is not our Wicker Park anymore. It's uh, you know, suburb of Lincoln Park, I guess. You can not. Nah, you could still have a fun time, but yeah, I'm sure it's what's left of it is yeah, almost gone. And one to hear uh, people tell it when I moved yeah. over there, they'd be like, "Yeah, this place used to be yeah, it used, used to, to be, be edgy." Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. man. <laughs> then Mike Simmons moved yeah, in, right? And <laughs> fucked everything up, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, what was your first? cooking job in chicago i got a job in a bakery right there in wicker park oh really and uh it was red red, hen? yeah red hen bread nancy carrie she was like what, 25 or 26 or man i used to place. love their bread this is awesome yeah and there was like five or six people that worked there and they uh, made all the bread for meritage yeah for meritage and yeah for uh, you uh le francais on wheeling yeah, yeah. uh any any restaurant you could think of of any quality, and Gordon's you, and Prairie and and you kind of leaned into French cooking. Where did where did that come from? I went to Le Bouchon one night. <clears throat> I think I just turned twenty one, and uh, 
I went to live with Sean for dinner because they told me it'd be the place to go. Mm-hmm. And she called ahead and told him I was coming, and they slaughtered me. We ordered some food, and wine came, and cocktails came, and more food came, and more food than we ordered came, and uh, it was just piling up snails and kidneys. Yeah, Jean-Claude was an amazing guy. Steak tartare and veal steaks and mm-hmm. you know, I just piles of food. Did you walk out with a case of gout? I got kicked out. <laughs> oh, really? You <laughs> <laughs> did. We got, we got shit-faced. And uh, they made us move to the bar because we were at the table for two. I mean, we got there like 5.30 at night. We were there until like 9.30 at that table. They kicked us out of the table. We went to the bar and I was at that time I was drinking Maker's Mark Neat fast. Ooh. Oh man. Ooh. Oh buddy. And uh <clears throat> I woke up in another state behind a bunch of bourbon fast. <laughs> I woke up in Iowa. I woke Ooh. up in Clinton, Iowa. I'm not kidding. Um how'd you get there? A woman I met took me there um who was studying animal husbandry i don't know whether she thought i was an animal or a potential husband but i woke up there and uh uh evidently not real popular so i i uh hitchhiked home all right this is this is the 1982 chronicles okay (laughs) hitchhiking yeah you could still do that yeah. Then, you know. I took a long hitchhiking ride through East Texas in 1995. Texas, you could hitchhike. People got it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I would do it again, but that was a really? crazy time. Yeah. I got picked up by a guy who uh, we were driving around. And at that time, I, I hadn't gotten into the hard stuff very much yet. And uh, a dude picked me up and he was giving Where me Where were you waiting for, man? I don't know. <laughs> I guess I was waiting for the right moment. This is actually it, though. I had I left Amarillo. I had had about the shortest pair of jean shorts I could wear and a sleeveless Spider Man T shirt, and my hair was like pink, like bright pink. Wow! And I was hitchhiking through East Texas, so I was basically a big target for something bad to happen. Uh, yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And uh, this guy picked me up. I like the pink hair. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing that pink hair? Get in my truck. We're gonna screw. <laughs> <laughs> so some guy picked me up outside of Dallas and was going to take me to Denton where I had some friends. And he's like, before we go, you want to get high? And I was like, yeah, I haven't smoked a joint in days. I'd love to get yeah. high. So we go. He's like, I got a hotel room over here. I'm like, well, this is getting interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, we get in there. And so I'm like, yeah, let's get high. And I'm at any minute, I expect him to pull out this joint. And he gets out a whole bunch of crack. Oh, oh man. And I was like, well, I didn't go hitchhiking through East Texas to not roll with the punches i guess so here we go damn and uh we spent a couple hours in this hotel room get getting high as he nonchalantly called it mm-hmm. and then when we left a couple hours later he <clears throat> somebody had bashed all of his windows out of his car and slashed all of his tires wow so and he I, wasn't he wasn't a popular guy i either. was popular with someone I don't yeah know. oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah so i just hitched down the road and ended up in denton for a few days and uh, eventually wandered back to Amarillo. Wow. So you you come to Chicago, you start working in restaurants. Yeah. Where did you when did you become the chef, the head chef of the place? Oh, it took me forever. So Libushan was so cool. I eventually get kicked out because I told the bartender the bourbon tasted like gin. And he yeah. told me he told me and I'm actually friends with this guy to this day. And I said, I think 
this. You actually poured gin in this bourbon glass. And he just looked at me and goes, you can leave. Well, and, and so you can live now, you, you, yeah, you filthy pig. So, so it's was Jean Claude there when, when you, he was absolutely there. Yeah. 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 Uh, he was a cool guy, man. I liked him. Took good care of me. And many times after that, he took good care of me. And so that was like, I like this. This is cool. Like this guy could just make this happen. Yeah. He has a room where he just has, it's a big red room with crap yeah. everywhere. And it's <laughs> more like any Paris bistro than I've ever been in in my life. It's so cool. And, you know, and they make that hanger steak, and you know, yeah, and it's the music loud, and everybody's so tight together, yeah. and it's just like, it's like you get a bunch of people in a room, and like it's a Yahtzee dice, and you shake it up and see what happens, and yeah. fun stuff happens, and I'm like, I want right to do on. that, you know. It's but, a uh, it's a preferred date spot. Where is this? Or used to be all all in the '90s, you know. Where is this place? Oh, exactly. it's right uh, just south of Armitage Avenue on Damon. Yeah, it's still okay, there. So I've okay, I passed it. Yeah, multiple times. And you know what? You can't get a bad meal there. I mean, it's a great, great restaurant. And and you know, and and he left this a couple years back, and uh, you know, his wife still got the place, and his son Oliver is still running the shop Mm -hmm. over there, and La Sardine too, and he does a fantastic job there. I mean, it's still I've liked I've loved both of those restaurants since yeah forever, you know. But that really that place really gave me a a thing to chase. And so, you know, I baked bread for a long time, and then I uh, I moved away to Colorado, the mountains of Colorado, to learn how to cook. Really? And ho- I worked in some fancy hotels out in Vail. And okay. So, yeah. You, do you ski? Snowboarded. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. I'm not built for snowboarding. <laughs> I suck at skiing. Yeah. I've never snowboarded. Yeah. Uh, I fall to stop. That's, that's I'm, about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm afraid to ski. I, I mean, suck. You know... One of the Kennedys got killed, and I believe Sonny Bono left his mustache on a blue spruce tree out there. <laughs> you know, Jesus. gravity, that shit works. You know? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's something to that, though, because inertia, don't fuck with it. There, <laughs> it's, like, it's like those people know how to party. They're in this, like, they're in this town in the middle of the mountains, in the middle of nowhere, with every amenity you could think of. And it's yeah. beautiful. And then you go up on these mountains in like Vale. The way that's situated is it's on the it's on an old tenth mountain district tenth mountain, what is it tenth mountain division training mm-hmm. ground. So I used to train army, how to be army on a mountain out there. Oh, okay. that's right. And there are supply huts all over. So you get out there and you make friends with people. You work with someone or whatever. You make friends and they like we'll come to the hut. And so you go in the morning and you bring beer or hot dogs or whatever, and you go up the mountain and you ski down and you stop. You go off into the trees. And you drop off your case of beer and you bury your hot dogs in the snow and whatever. And then you go out and hit a couple runs and you go back and drink a beer and you bring firewood in and you do this all day long. Whoa. And nice. at the end of the day, when the mountain's about to close, one thirty, two o'clock, sun's going down, it's getting a little cold. You got one thirty, two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, because it starts to slow down. You know, the mountains usually yeah. close around three or four. <clears throat> when does the sun okay. start to go down? About four or five. In the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, you got 15 people, 20 people, two dozen people out there building a fire and getting out their beer and getting out their hot dogs or whatever they brought. <laughs> and then there's a party now. There's a bonfire. And as the season goes on, there's a big snow wall that gets built up. You know, it gets built up a little bit every day. Yeah. Until you're, you know, six weeks into the season. There's a big snow wall that hides you. And you can have big bonfire parties in the middle of the woods on these mountains. Oh, no shit. <laughs> 
and and eat and drink and smoke. I bet the, the, that sounds fucking fun. The, the park rangers take, take a dim view of the big bonfires, right? You know, I've never once heard any of them complain, and I probably went to a dozen of those parties. Really? Of course, three yeah. years. And who knows what was happening there when I wasn't on the mountain. You know, it's like it's like a daily kind of thing. I think as long as people aren't getting hurt, they're not really chasing you too much. Yeah. yeah. Well, then you, you know, then you got to get down the mountain. Do you ever get to worry about shit like an avalanche or... Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, on something like Vale, like, it's so groomed. You know, you yeah. have, you have yeah. these big cats out there, like, every day grooming those mountains. Yeah. Sure good. And yeah. you don't have, your hut's not buried in the back bowls, like, three yeah, miles yeah. from the lift. They're, you know, they're, they're pretty accessible. It's not like, yeah. like Alaska or, or no, no, somewhere no, yeah. where it's more like the wilds, right? Right. I mean, there's, it's not too far away from there, but where we were, you know, it's, so you got, you know, then you come down the mountain and you're like got a head full of booze or, or mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And that's a lot of fun. It's dark. All you can really see is the reflection of yeah. the moonlight on the snow. Is there a lot of crime in Colorado? Every time I talk about Colorado, it's I've never been. It seems like this really easy get well, along place, but I, I don't know. Reefer, I, everybody's like pretty mellow. I mean, less only- crime, yeah. The only thing they really worry about is that all the dispensaries, they're, they're not allowed to have bank accounts. Right. So it's a wet, wild west out there. It's like well, stagecoaches and cash. Yeah. Mm. Now what we're yeah. hearing is that there are a bunch of banks that just decide they don't, they're not going to be FDIC approved. That's it. Yeah. And they're taking the pot money. Taking it over. Yeah. Nice. And I mean, it, it, you know, the thing the whole country could do itself a huge favor with, just make it legal. All of it. I agree. Yeah, you know? and the war on drugs for sure. Yeah, and and you know what? All of a sudden, you will have a booming, healthy economy, and probably you know? a better understanding of how these drugs work. I mean, there's. I mean, I think between you and Mike, you could explain how marijuana works yeah. in a very, <laughs> in a very cogent way, in a but very. I- <laughs> practice kind of way i mean, I mean but there's it, stigmas that come with every drug and it just feels yeah. like you know it's just well the one of, that comes with marijuana is the stupidest stigma in the world yeah it really is yeah yeah especially now that they're using it for you know i mean i take the edibles for the swelling in my leg you know yeah um it, it, it's been amazing you know it's it's helped a great deal it's nice i mean i took like a 20 year break from from marijuana use when i was a kid i used it heavily mm-hmm. and yeah. in my adult at some point when i cleaned up i was like oh, i gotta get clean for real I, you know every once in a while i get have a couple drinks hang out with some good friends feel comfortable hit a joint or hit a pipe or something yeah. like that i'd be good but uh recently it's become part of my life again in a way that you know it's not like a constant usage thing but well, you're a grown-up now i mean i guess i'm a grown-up now. you know <laughs> i mean uh you know i think anybody who has substance problems and, and believe me i've had them um yeah you know get away from it and yeah. do what you got to do to you know stay healthy and productive and you know uh you know a decent human being um but you know i mean since my heart surgery honestly i've you know uh eat the edibles you yeah. know and uh they make me a more pleasant person you know i mean my drug of choice back when I did drugs was never marijuana. I, I didn't use it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was one of those guys who wanted to go from zero to 50 really fast. Right. <laughs> so, um, 
yeah, I mean, it's it's become this incredible healing uh, drug. Absolutely, it, it, that's awesome. my been my whole experience with it now too. Is coming back is I'm dealing with the death of my stepfather, who you know uh, was married to my mom since I was three years old, mm-hmm. and was a heavy marijuana user his whole life. And it was something that, and especially growing up in Texas, the stigma is even stronger. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he, I think he even got busted at one point with, I think, less than a quarter ounce and is a convicted felon. And he, and he his did whole life. time, right? Oh, yeah, he did time. Yeah. And uh, he did, he did a, you know, several months in prison, did 10 years of probation. You know, the late, great Charlie Neville, you know, who was a, a saxophone player in the Neville mm-hmm. Brothers, did two years in Angola for a couple of little tiny pen joints. I mean, just, you know, the hypocrisy. Uh, when you think of how many people that alcohol kills yearly. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, the war on drugs is the war on the poor. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Clinton. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> For me now, too, I, uh, you know, and, and, and it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's a coincidence that I may name my restaurant Cafe Marie-Jean, which means Mary Jane and is definitely mm. slang for weed and, French, but I didn't mean that when I named it that. It's okay with us. You know, uh, we're good. But it wasn't, and for some reason, like, I, you know, was completely ignorant to this, but, like, uh, the effects of marijuana on the clientele of a restaurant, I mean, it pushes my check average through the roof. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you get a bunch Wouldn't of... it be great if we could just hand everybody gummy the minute they sat down? It's like, here. <laughs> here, have this. Let's get you right. Maybe have an Aperol and Prosecco spritzer and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and a gummy. Yeah, Ooh, no, that's that perfect. Nice. Those things stimulate your appetite in yeah. uh, ways that nothing else really can. So well, very you, few. Yeah. Things. Oh, you've, been oh, op- yeah. you've been open a few years. Three though. years. We just had our third birthday <clears> on <throat> the sixth, so just a few days ago. Oh man, how's business, man? How it's is... great. It's better than yeah. ever. Yeah, uh, we reopened today after a week long break. We give ourselves a little break at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Time to renew. Time to. And you take Tuesdays off. Every Tuesday, I'm off. Yeah, yeah. The restaurants closed on Tuesday. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm used to some places they take Monday off. Why Tuesday? Because so many places take Monday off. We want to be open for those people. There you who go. Yeah. Monday off work. Yeah. Oh wow, that's smart as shit, uh, dude. I remember we were on a Tuesday. And we were like going to Mary John. This is yeah, it. And yeah. then you realized they were closed, and we were, we were so we were yeah we were bummed, almost in dude. tears. It's, Jesus. Yeah. Fuck. You know? I think because we were going to bring someone there and we were like, <clears throat> oh, yeah. dude, you can't. Yeah. And then we had to settle Every time for somebody else. visits me from Paris, I drag him over there. You know, in fact, uh, Camille Brat, who did sound yeah. on Patriot, she will be here Sunday. So Sunday, I want to bring her to yeah. Jean. Yeah, let's do that. Um, what, uh, what, 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 sorry. Good. Everybody, <laughs> everybody from Paris who's come to Marie Jean has just loved it. Yeah, Good, you know? that's Good true. Enough. That's true. What, what are places uh, you love to go to when you have some time to get out of Marie Jean and Yeah, what and are your like, are top you... five go-to joints? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, first cheap eats and then, you know, we'll get to the uh, <laughs> expensive so you, stuff. Got it. So, so I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I'm gonna stick to your to your five here, but we'll, I'll talk about some places I like to go. There's a there's a Birria Zaragoza. It's down by 49th and Pulaski, Ooh. and it's this uh, 
this family, the Zaragoza family. Jonathan Jr. is kind of the big face of it right now, but his dad is such a badass too. But they make uh, this killer birria, which is like steamed goat served with consomme, mm-hmm. and they that the best tortillas in town for sure. Like they make them fresh to order every single time, and their menu is like nothing. It's like it's like goat tortillas. They do a quesadilla. They do like this uh, salsa mocajete. Mm-hmm. And they have flan, and like that's about it. And you buy the birria by the pound, and you're getting it. it's dished up in these big bowls. This sticky goat with this beautiful red consomme. It's just like ripe with arbol chilies and mm-hmm. um, onions, and 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 just like fresh and dried herbs. And then I've tried to like goat. It's always kind of too stringy for me. Oh, uh, this stuff is. It's like of course buttery. the first time I ate goat, I ate it in Haiti. Oh yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I haven't had Haitian goat. Maybe they put strings in it. it sounds yeah, it could be. You know? <laughs> I just got hungry off of that. So that place is awesome and thing. it's cheap. Um, and then uh, I spend time at Rootstock a lot because it's right around the corner. I from love Rootstock. Yeah, dude, Rootstock. Yeah. They got a good burger. Their wine list is They're, out of control. No, yeah. the, the, the big competition is who's got the better burger. You guys are, root, are Rootstock. And it's it's almost a dead even draw. You I'll know? take it. That's um, like that's like maybe the one of the best compliments you could pay him. Yeah. Hey man, man, yeah, Trevor. Right. I mean that kid is. He's a badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a stone badass. Um, and everything else is good. And they're both they're both different burgers. It's not like yeah. you know. Oh no, no, such different styles, yeah. man. It's. Yeah. Oh, I mean, dude. I give I, I like the Marie Jean Get burger because it's a little thinner. Okay. And I can't eat a big, thick burger anymore so yeah, much, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, that's true. And I can't have cheese on it, you know? So, um, I mean, that was my big thing with making that burger skinny. Yeah. Well, they got a mm-hmm. big, fat, thick boy across the street. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's put something skinny and a little crispy and a little, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that corner, you can't go wrong for food. No, you know? no. You no. got Marie-Jean, you got Rootstock. Uh, the bakery across the way, Spinning J. Yeah, I love going nice. there. You can yeah. get it's like my that's my Tuesday morning regular place. Yeah, is that right? They got this bialy, this bialy with smoked trout and like jardinera, really bacon that I get. It's super yeah. good. Yeah, I like going to the Clipper for a drink too, man. Clipper's that's, cool. That's a great spot. I was there. Have you tried the pizza joint that just opened across the way? Yeah, it's great. It's good. Yeah, cool. it's good. It's like it's Dante's Pizza. Dante, so like, it's you know. Chicago staple at this point. This kid was bothering me the other week to be like, hey, dude, let's go to Dante's right now. And I was like, nah, man, you know, I'm not that hungry. I'm, I'm good. And he mm-hmm. bothered literally every person in the bar that he was associated with. Like, you want to go to Dante's? I'm like, nah, you know, I'm good. But apparently it's amazing. Yeah. I'm yeah. It's so, great. Pizza's I'm good. It's great. They got, every time I go to this Chris Dante's, approves. they got these gargoyle, like, light fixtures like gargoyles and then my friend denise you know denise deets yeah denise Dietz. She did a, she's gonna have a show at uh our at the dime okay cool nice. this year so she did a badass mural in there of like Dante's yeah I, you know what like i saw it glass. on i saw it on instagram i haven't actually gotten in there and seen it so you go in there and there's that mural it's like looming over you yeah. all evil and then there's like gargoyle like holding up lamps and then uh, you know bruce lamont is this you know badass heavy metal saxophone players behind the bar and like you know you're gonna hear like some late 90s like stoner metal really on the stereo yeah you're gonna <laughs> hear like, metallica or like sleep or like corrosion to conformity or something mm-hmm. and and then you know you, you do a couple beers and a slice of pizza and like if you're like me maybe eat a pile of curds and mm. drink some underbergs and 
you know, some some pile of curds. Cheese. They got fried cheese curds there. So yeah. In there. So that place is awesome. I like cellar door provisions over in Logan Square on diversity. Yeah, uh, it it reminds me of a, a restaurant I ate in, at in California, State Bird Provisions. Oh sure, yeah. In San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Um, What's that spot like? It's you know it's New American cuisine, which okay. is uh, you know like a beautiful thing, you know. Um, and me and your mother ate there uh, when I had the show in San Francisco, and it was just one of the best meals I ever had. You cool. Know? Cool. That um, couple that owns that, uh, they did a lot of time in Chicago at the same time I was here. Uh, she worked at the bakery with me. Yeah, and, you know, my friend John Hogan knew him. Yeah, you're friends with Hogan. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I've so... Him, I grew up with him. So Stuart was his sous chef at uh, Savarin. Ah, uh, I remember Savarin. That was I a did, cool restaurant. I did all the artwork for Savarin. Nice. You know, um, yeah, late lamented. The best turbo I've ever eaten in my life. Yeah. I mean, that place was it. When that place was open, yeah. it was it was John Hogan and... Um, Aldo. Aldo. Was the Somalia. Yeah. And... Uh, His restaurant's really cool, too. Uh, yeah. Alanga, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've been there. Yeah. I have to be, you know, so careful about food now, but, you know, on every really good restaurant, I can find something. Yeah. You know, like uh, sometimes when I come to your joint, I just get breakfast, you know. Perfect. And it's marvelous, you know. Great eggs, great baguette, great, you know. That's it. A good omelet. Yeah. Any time of day. Yeah. I, I love that. I love a joint. That's, so where else do you like? Income tax bar. It's up in, uh, it's up in like 5,900 Clark. Can you or think Broadway. of a okay. le- less appealing name? I know, right? It's Income tax <laughs> bar. Uh, it's so good. Um, great little wine bar. Uh, our friend Colin runs a wine program over there, manages it, and it's super good. Cool. Great, great everything. And then they do this really cool thing where they have this massive reserve list, but they'll open bottles. like You can buy a half bottle. So they always have something open, so you can just go and ask them what's open, and they'll have some badass wine that you wouldn't be able to get by the glass, and you'll be able to get a glass or two of it, no problem. Cool. Mm. And my friend Ellison is the chef over there and his food is so cool. Like his stuff is so like new Parisian. Yeah. I think you would super dig it because it's like, it reminds me of going to like clown bar or like uh-huh. some of those like uh, uh little fan, like, you know, some of those 11th yeah. hour on Simone, like cool, newer. Wine we we found it. We found a really wonderful uh, restaurant in right by the Republic, you know, right. Yeah. You know, around, literally around the corner called Perigo. Okay. And uh, in fact, our pal Chris Bat was there with us. and uh, Chris approves. He approves, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I could eat I could eat healthy. I could eat, like, smoked chicken and, you know, um, vegetable roux and stew they had. I mean. Nice. It, yeah. it was amazing. Just uh, Plus, you know, all the food over there doesn't have all the shit in it, you know. Right. You know what I mean? Um, there's not a lot of crazy amount of processed food. Yeah, you know it's good. You know, I mean, people shop every day, and you know they cook it that day, they eat it that day. You know. Yeah, beautiful market cuisine, beautiful vegetables, beautiful produce. What did Bourdain say? Like the the produce in in France is like it's not like that anywhere else because there's not as many dead Romans in the soil as anywhere else. <laughs> oh wow! Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The part of the terroir is like 
the dead empires before. <clears throat> yeah, back when they were calling it Gaul. <laughs> um, okay, what, what's your favorite pick go to for Mexican? Man, so you know, besides Jay, the goat, besides joint. the goat joint, yeah. uh, I like to go to La Chaparita and Little Village, and that kind of it's got that like uh, that like uh, Mexico City kind of vibe of like yeah. You know everything's in that in that big kind of comalic. Uh, what do they call that? Uh, like charola that has like fat yeah. in it. There's like sausage in it, or like there's cecina in it, and they take oh, it out and chop dude. it up, and put it on a huarache, or like in tacos, that stuff's awesome. And I like I live really close to um, uh, Jalisciense, Taqueria Jalisciense. Where is that? It's on like Grand and uh, Chicago. And Richmond. So right there where like Chicago and Grand okay, make, yeah. and Richmond make like a weird right by the metro. skewed six corners. The metro. Yeah, over by the metro. Oh, I thought you said the metro. I was like, what, what's the name of it again? Jalisciense. How do we miss this place? No, we definitely passed it today. It It's across the street from what, what was a, was it Boston's? There used to be a beef okay. place over there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. God, what's your dude. beef joint? Oh man, I haven't been to get a beef in a long time. Johnny's probably is where I like to yeah. go. It's not close, but it's the best. Yeah, it's in uh, what Elmwood Park? Yeah, like yeah, somewhere yeah. between here and Oak Park. Yeah, um, that's good though. What's your hot dog joint? Mm. Oh man, you guys are gonna murder me. Oh, the cool. best Chicago style hot dog in town is it? Uh, uh, you guys are gonna cut my throat. It's at uh, Shake Shack. <laughs> oh, wow. Dude, I just had the Shake really? Shack burger uh, like three days ago. I Did thought it was a good hot dog. It's called a Shack Cago dog. Oh, my God. But dude, it's good. I mean, I like Odges. I like to get a hot Odges dog. Odges is all right, yeah. But they leave like half the toppings off. Yeah. I like uh, I like a Portillo's dog. In fact, I just ordered. I a... love a Portillo's. I get to have Portillo's hot dogs good. twice a year. Okay. On my birthday, and then six months later. Did you ever have Murphy's? I never had Murphy's. Uh, That was my favorite. It's gone now. I think it's Wiener Circle now for me. Okay, Wiener Circle is badass. Uh, Byron's. When Byron's was in the parking lot of Wrigley Field, that was Byron's was what's up. And there's one on Sheridan Irving Park over there. Is that still there? Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. still there. It's still there. A little tiny joint. Yeah, yeah. 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 Me and my brother went to Byron's in, in Wrigley Field one time. They used to have a big one on Clybourne. Uh, Clyborne by the and... Crate and Barrel. Where, uh, oh, but yeah, you know? Lincoln Park over there. Yeah, and then uh, I don't know, it must have shit the bed or something. But yeah, every time I went, there was a long line. I mean, it was it was really very good. We went to the Pirates by Wrigley Field once, and I saw a crowd of people in the parking lot of Wrigley Field, and it was during the Sosa McGuire home run derby yeah. days. You yeah. know, ooh, yeah. And I thought there's got to be a baseball player in the middle of that crowd of people. So I used to carry a little 35 millimeter camera with me and I took it over to see if I could see who it was. And I couldn't, but I kind of get like, if I craned up a little bit, I kind of see through, I could see like real tight curly hair. And I thought maybe that's, maybe that's Sammy Sosa. I don't know. Um, And uh, I did my camera up high, like above my head and took some pictures and you know how you did with 35 millimeter cameras? Like you would just take yeah, pictures yeah. and yeah. put a roll aside and put a roll aside and put a roll aside and you yeah. take them all down to Walgreens or whatever and get them. 
yeah. developed. And so I did, and I'm going through these pictures. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is my brother was in town. Cool. There's Byron. Okay, cool. There's Wrigley Field. And that's Jesse Jackson Jr. Holy shit. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Oh, that's so crazy. Jesse Jackson Jr. was there in a, in a parking lot at Wrigley Field talking to folks. Yeah. I imagine well, that's when he was first running yeah, for office. He came yeah. he came to my school in like two thousand or something. And I remember this girl running into the class. She goes, I just shaked Jesse Jackson Jr.'s hand. I'm never washing this hand again. And we're like, really? Just yeah. Jesse Jackson Jr.? That's <laughs> that's what Well, we see that's what the hype is we about. We see Jesse Jackson Sr. all the time. We just saw him today. Uh, health club. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And um uh, uh yeah. I'm Helped him put his coat on one day, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, this is a guy who got more people to participate in democracy than uh, anybody in the city when Harold Washington was running for mayor. He registered more voters than anyone in the history of Chicago elections. That, that that's that's not too. a small thing, especially considering how many dead people. I voted was every make election. the same joke. My grandmother passed away in 1987, <laughs> and she's pulled a straight Democratic ticket. <laughs> You know, from beyond, you know? <laughs> yes, indeed. Anyway, yeah. hey, you know. Uh, but did I is... take a Chicago-style dog from anywhere that it comes from? Yeah. Home Depot. Don't Dude, sleep Depot on dog. Home Depot. Yeah. 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 Um, man, it's been exciting having you here, and I would love to have you consult us on restaurants on a semi-regular basis. You yeah. promised us you'd come back. Yeah. It's way more fun to talk about places I want to eat than places that I've worked at before. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah they, Sorry about that. That all seems to have ended in tears or crack or, you know. No, it's it was like, fine. Like, it ended with me having a great restaurant, and I worked at a bunch yeah. of badass places. But honestly, so we, true. We, we, this would be a more interesting story. We, we should not get out of this without mentoring your marvelous wife, Val. Oh, she's amazing. Is the front of the house. She's the charm yeah, of the outfit. So nice. She's the front of the house, but she's also, like... The guts of the basement. Yeah, like, exactly. She makes everything happen. And just one of the kindest human beings you will ever meet in any setting in Chicago. She's back there right now, like making everything work while I'm over here. Exactly. Key <laughs> gone with you. <laughs> oh, <Exactly>. man. <laughs> Bullshit with a couple of ne'er do wells, uh -oh. you know. A couple of yeah. semi employed actors and artists, you know. It's like, you know, anything to avoid honest work. That's what I say, brother. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I wish I would have adopted that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This has been the Max and Tony Show. Max, son, take us out. Right on, Mike. Thank you. Hey, good to be here. Hey, guys. This is Max Fitzpatrick of the Max and Tony Show. We just want to thank you for tuning in to our 63rd episode. Sponsored by Forbidden Root Beer, next time you're in Chicago, check out their brewery on 1746 West Chicago Avenue. And drink beer. Big shout out to Parkwalk Productions, home of the Max and Tony Show. Chris Bat. Don't forget to check out Adventureland Gallery and the Dime Showroom at 1513 Northwestern. We are currently showing Unter Hasselberger 2 by Max Unter Hasselberger at Adventureland. And... Das is a really nice show. Believe I really it, like Unterhasselberger. Believe it or not, Tony has given himself an extension at the time. Our January show canceled, and I just decided more Tony. 
Das ist so great. Check it out. And I if got you to have... see Unter Hasselberger and then I got to see my the Tony Fitzpatrick. Thanks, German guy. Uh, Want to catch up on old episodes? Have any burning questions to ask Max or Tony? Then go to the MaxandTonyShow.com and tune in next time for our 64th episode. There's going to be a takeover. Beanie Bones.